Hello, my friends. Dennis Gebhardt here, welcoming you to this episode of Guru in Your Ear. Today, we're going to finish up on our learner types. As you know, in the previous two episodes under the Trainer to Trainer series, we talked about the visual learner and we talked about the auditory learner. And so we have one more of the general categories that we usually discuss when we are facilitating a training for trainers. And that learner is what we call kinesthetic. Uh, kinesthetic uh, is the learner that sometimes we spend so much time speaking uh, that we don't have a time to really focus on how they learn best. So let's think for a minute just about what makes this kinesthetic learner differently. Well, first of all, kinesthetic learners tend to learn by experiencing moving and doing. Now, when you consider that auditory learners tend to learn by listening, hearing, and speaking, visual learners want to see the instructor's facial expressions and body language to fully understand the content of the lesson, you can see how combining all three of these behaviors or methods in your presentation are going to give you that opportunity to reach all of the learners that could be in your group. Kinesthetic learners learn best through a hands-on approach, an activity exploring the physical world around them. They love hands-on, hands-in activities. They have difficulty setting still for long periods of time. So keep that in mind that when you're putting your program together, you want to put what we call state changes throughout your program. Simply all of the state changes is something that stops the stops what's happening, allows the learners to move around. You may have them switch tables. You may have them talk about something. You may make it an exercise. But anything that will change the flow so that it keeps that kinesthetic learner engaged. Remember, they have difficulty setting still. They want to get in and they want to do it. So having them set still for long periods of time, you know, they easily become distracted by their need for activity and exploration. So, so they'll become they'll come in and out of your program. They'll drift in and out. You won't be holding their attention. And so in order to have a successful program, we really need to focus on all three of these learner types. Now, there are four other subcategories that we might get into in a later episode. But these are the three basic foundational learner types that we have. And so when we are forming or creating our educational program, we need to make sure that we are affecting each and every one of them. Remember that kinesthetic learners love to role play. So if you could put an exercise in your program where maybe one person is a stylist, one person is the guest, and they have an interaction back and forth to see how they play out in the salon and then practice maybe new behaviors that you have shared with them that may help them create a better connection with a client, especially first-time client in the salon. <clears throat> they love simulations. They love practice demonstrations. And, and you, you don't have to do a mannequin in order to make it a practice demonstration. You could be doing a color theory class, and your practice might be 
look, grab the swatch book or the swatch ring and let's formulate, let's say, especially if you're representing a new manufacturer, you know, and they're transitioning from one brand to another, you might say, let's, here's what I want you to do. I want you to formulate the client you currently do, but don't use your, 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 uh, your current brand, use the new brand and see how that formulation process works for you. Um, writing and note-taking, they love that. That's why you you heard many times we always say, you not, must make sure that they write down information. Now, some people don't like that. Some people go, I don't want to write it down. Why didn't you write it already for me? Because if you don't write it, there's a connection between the kinesthetic movement of making notations and the embedding of that learning in the brain. That's why one of my mentors always said, don't think it, ink it, because sometimes we think we can remember everything. <laughs> and oh, my friend, we cannot. You know, the human brain is like a colander. Some things stick, some things pass straight through. Now, ask yourself, the last time you were in an edge, when was the last time you said to yourself, I'm going to remember that? And 20 minutes later, you couldn't remember what you were going to remember. The reason is because you didn't write it down. So taking notes is part of the learning process. We have to remember to ask them to take notes. We cannot assume that they will take notes automatically because not everyone will do that. Remember, learning is also a skill. Learning is a skill. And if they did not, if they were not taught how to learn, how to maximize their learning, it's possible some people will sit in your class and never take one single note. And so those are things to really, really keep in mind. Remember this about the kinesthetic learner. Remember they love experiencing, they love doing, and they love moving. They love role plays. They love simulations. They love to practice things. They love demonstrations. They love writing and note-taking any type of an activity is something that they really, really do enjoy. That's why for everyone who performs education, you should become comfortable with incorporating a flip chart in your presentation. A flip chart affects all three of the learner types. It is also your notes for your script. When you say, well, how am I going to remember what to say? A flip chart can help you that way because a couple of things about the flip chart. First of all, it is very visual and there are certain rules that we need to follow when we use it. Color is very, very important. We are all affected by color. Color is not only just what we do in the hair, but color affects us emotionally as human beings. So when we use color and we use pictures on our flip chart, that helps stimulate the right brain. When we use keywords, that helps to stimulate the left brain. When we print, we need to print with wide tip markers. You know, Pilot makes the best markers on the market. I usually don't endorse brands, but <laughs> has nothing to do with hair color, has everything to do with education. Pilot markers are by all means, in my opinion, the best markers that you can use. They are large, they write wide, and that's what you want to do. 
You don't want to use small, tiny little markers that you can get at Staples or any of the stationary supply stores. You want something that's wide and large. And when you print, you want to use capital letters only, no lowercase, and by all means, no cursive, because capital letters stand out. You need to use at least two different colors when you're using a flip chart. That's very important because those colors help to work as accent. Now, the pilot markers have four colors. They are black, blue, green, and red. So black is for content, important content. Blue is secondary for content. So you can write important content in black or in blue, either one. You can also use black or blue to create borders. Every flip chart should have a border. Why? Here's why. A border helps the learner to focus. So whenever I'm doing a flip chart, every page has a border so that it will draw everyone's attention to the flip chart itself. Green. Green can be used as an accent. So if there's a certain word that I want to accent, I could underline it in green, and that would make it stand out. Green can also be used as a border color. The color red. Red is probably the most aggressive color that we are exposed to. Most people, are. we know that the human, human beings do not like the color red. It's very irritating. But it also is very exciting. It, it attracts people's attention. So we use red for accent primarily. That's it. We never use it to put content on the page. Uh, it is simply an accent color only. Hot tips, underline something, draw a circle around something. That's where we use the red. Now, I'm going to leave you with one thing about working with a flip chart and how it affects the different learner types. It is called the one, two, three method. Say it with me. The one, two, three method. And here is what it is. One, state your point. The auditory learners will hear what you're saying. So that is for the auditory learners. Two, write it. That is for the visual learner. Three, have the learners repeat and write it down. That is for the kinesthetic learners. Okay, let me say that for you one time, one more time. It is the one, two, three method. Number one, state your point, auditory. Number two, write it, visual. Number three, have the learners repeat and write it down, and you involve the kinesthetic, which covers all three learner types. And now you have major point. You've used a flip chart, which is the trainer's important tool. There are other ways to use the flip chart. I'll talk to you about that in another episode. But this gives you an idea about the kinesthetic learner and how that person fits into the rest of the learner types. Look, I hope you've uh, gotten some information out of this that you can use. Training to be a trainer is not an easy task. It is a different set of skills. And hopefully I've given you some nuggets that you can take back and use and will help you grow and do those top-notch presentation that we all love to see done. So in any case, I invite you to follow us here on Guru In Your Ear. 
You can subscribe to our podcast. I recommend that you do that so you never miss an episode. You can find us on uh, Spotify. You can find us on Anchor.fm. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Podcasts. And there's several other ones. Subscribe to it and you'll get notified every time that we do another podcast. If you're interested in our educational program, we invite you to visit our website, which is www.gurunation.net. If you have a hard time getting there for whatever reason, uh, and you see any of our promotional material, you'll notice that we always put a QR QR code in the corner. If you simply take your camera and you take a picture of that QR code, uh, it will take you immediately to our website where you can access our educational catalog and see the classes that we offer. And of course, if you are on Instagram, Uh, I invite you to follow me at Real Captain Color. And in my bio, there is a Linktree link. If you tap on the Linktree link, it'll take you to our Linktree page. And from there, you can, uh, well, right there, you'll be able to see classes that we have offered. But you'll also be able to access our educational catalog. So we try to make it easy for you to reach out to us. Remember, At Guru Nation, our goal is to help you become the best you can be, to help you discover your own personal genius. Hopefully, we've done that for you. In any case, until I talk to you again from my heart to yours, I am Captain Color. I wish you happy coloring. Have an amazing day. The preceding broadcast was a production of Guru Nation, a brand neutral educational resource for salon professionals around the world.